0: You're listening to Wikisleep Podcast. A podcast designed to help you relax and unwind through calm, quiet storytelling. I'm your host, Adrian Sala. Our goal is to never interrupt a story with advertising, so we remain ad-free. If you'd like to support us and others in getting better sleep, visit wikisleeppodcast.com. Today's episode, The Cask of Amontillado, by Edgar Allan Poe. The thousand injuries of Fortunato I had borne as best I could, but when he ventured upon insult, I vowed revenge. You, who so well know the nature of my soul, will not suppose, however, that I gave utterance to a threat. At length I would be avenged. This was a point definitely settled. But the very definitiveness with which it was resolved precluded the idea of risk. I must not only punish, but punish with impunity. A wrong is unredressed when retribution overtakes its redresser. It is equally unredressed when the avenger fails to make himself felt as such to him who has done the wrong. It must be understood that neither by word nor deed had I given Fortunato cause to doubt my goodwill. I continued, as was my wont, to smile in his face and he did not perceive that my smile now was at the thought of his immolation. He had a weak point, this fortunato, although in other regards he was a man to be respected and even feared. He prided himself on his connoisseurship of wine. Few Italians have the true virtuoso spirit, for the most part, their enthusiasm is adopted to suit the time and opportunity to practice imposture upon the British and Austrian millionaires. In painting and gemery, Fortunato, like his countrymen, was a quack. But in the matter of old wines, he was sincere. In this respect, I did not differ from him materially. I was skillful in the Italian vintages myself, and bought largely whenever I could. It was about dusk, one evening during the supreme madness of the carnival season, that I encountered my friend. He accosted me with excessive warmth, for he had been drinking much. The man wore motley. He had on a tight-fitting, party-striped dress, and his head was surmounted by the conical cap and bells. I was so pleased to see him that I thought I should never have done wringing his hand. I said to him, My dear Fortunato, you were luckily met. How remarkably well you were looking today. But I have received a pipe of what passes for Amontillado, and I have my doubts. How, said he, Amontillado, a pipe, impossible, and in the middle of the carnival. I have my doubts, I replied, and I was silly enough to pay the full Amontillado price without consulting you in the matter. You were not to be found, and I was fearful of losing a bargain. Amontillado, he cried, I have my doubts. Amontillado, I must satisfy them. Amontillado, he cried again. As you are engaged, I am on my way to Lucchesi. If anyone has a critical turn, it is he. He will tell me. Lucchesi cannot tell Amontillado from Sherry. And yet some fools will have it that his taste is a match for your own, I replied. Come, let us go. Whither, I asked. To your vaults. My friend, no, I will not impose on your good nature. I perceive you have an engagement, Lucchesi. I have no engagement, come. My friend, no, I said. It is not the engagement, but the severe cold with which I perceive you are afflicted. The vaults are insufferably damp, they are encrusted with nitre. Let us go, nevertheless. The cold is merely nothing, Amontillado, you have been imposed upon. And as for Lucchesi, he cannot distinguish Sherry from Amontillado. speaking, Fortunato possessed himself of my arm. Putting on a mask of black silk and drawing a rocolaire closely about my person, I suffered him to hurry me to my palazzo. There were no attendants at home. They had absconded to make merry in honor of the time. I had told them that I should not return until the morning, and had given them explicit orders not to stir from the house. These orders were sufficient, I well knew, to ensure their immediate disappearance, one and all, as soon as my back was turned. I took from their sconces two flambeaux, and giving one to Fortunato, bowed him through several suites of rooms to the archway that led.